Welcome to the Lead Defend Podcast, a show designed to help you grow in faith and leadership as you navigate the stages of young adulthood. We address important faith topics and provide practical life tips, helping you build up your faith as you engage a changing culture. Now, here are your hosts. Hey, this is Ryan and Brock, and we're back with Lead to Finn Podcast. Today, we have Max Stevens with us. What's up, Max? Right here in the room. And so, Mac is an Arkansas State University grad, uh, graduated in May 2021, and has just been living life since then. Mac, what have you been up to since May 2021? Um, so I actually worked at camp, um, for my third year in a row. Uh, that camp was, is camp Siloam camp uh, in Siloam. Siloam Springs, Arkansas. Next to my home. That's right. That's right. I love your song. We're not going to sing that whole okay. weird okay. song. So there's a song. There, there is. is. A song. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Actually, maybe we need to sing the whole song so that Brock can be familiar with it. Uh, Mac, next, are you, uh, are you prepared for this? I don't know if I can remember all of it. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it as a poem. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Great. Oh, next to my home. I love you Siloam. I forgot. The, the land of a million oh, the smiles. the land of a million smiles. I'm glad to know you. There's hand motions just to oh, show okay. you. From the treetops over by the bubbling springs. They come from miles and miles oh, and miles. Did I miss that part? You missed that it? line. Yeah. It's all right. I'm just soaking this in. This is great. It's yeah. good. Hey, speaking of poems, uh, Mac is a bit of a poet himself. So, so tell segue. the story. Lecrae came to That's campus right. at the University what? of Arkansas. So yeah. uh, Mac has been kind of volunteering with BCM the last year Recently or so. Recently he came? Yeah, he came mm-hmm. in spring. How did I not and know so we brought this? him in for spring, and he did a big event on campus uh, in partnership BCM with us. And BCM and Pulse. So we worked okay. with Pulse mm-hmm. and some other groups in town. Yeah. and It was great. But you met uh, an artist. Remind right. me who you met. So it's Joel Barnes. He wrote and sang Promises. Um, that with Bethel. With, with, or no, with uh, Maverick City. Oh, Maverick yeah. City, yeah. yeah. So Mac is in a vehicle, right. shuttling Joel Barnes around right. like from hotel to the venue as they're playing the mm-hmm. Maverick City guys, and Joel, of course, is a songwriter. Joel Barnes and Mac says, "I'll, I'll let you take it from here." Yeah. Mac. So we're driving around. I was just in the passenger seat trying to make small talk and stuff like that. Uh, so I asked, kind of like, what his artistic kind of influence was, or like if he had any process kind of thing. Um, just to like yeah. get him to talk. Artist talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm no artist myself, but I figure why not? I'm, he's here and I've written this poem. Uh, and so um, I didn't mean to like bait and switch in any way, but it definitely seemed like that. Because uh, when he finished kind of explaining like his whole thing uh, in a more, I guess, professional yeah, manner, professional manner I was like, you know, I've also got a poem. Uh, can I read it to you? <laughs> And You're gonna love what this was his do you reaction? To, do you want me to read it? Yeah, yeah, I want you to read okay. it right I now. Want, okay. I want you to, well, yeah, I want you to read it, and then I want you to tell us his reaction when you asked him if he could read it. <laughs> so okay. just for those of you listeners, this poem has not been published, so don't steal it. Like, it, right. it's a creative this, process this, still. This podcast serves as a, as a copyright to prove ownership. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's right. Um, and so, yeah, what did he say? So his, uh, his reaction, he was just like, okay, sure, kind of thing. I think he was a little caught off guard. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Um, and so I prefaced, I was like, this isn't supposed to be anything great, but I'm, I'm, I'm Does it, it start you. roses are red? Violets it doesn't. Are, oh, okay. it's, it's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Now, right. tell us where you wrote it. The setting is kind of important. Yeah, so the setting's important. We were out, um, if you can imagine, we were grilling uh, with, our, with our family uh, okay. one night, and I'm a really big fan of cheesy brats kind of thing. Um, so we like hamburgers, brats, not just any old-fashioned hot dog, but like a bratwurst kind of thing. Uh, the good and, stuff. Yeah. And so uh, Clint, one of my brothers, 
he was outside at some point. We have this big field in front of our house, and this deer was right up against the fence, probably like 20 yards from him maybe, and it just looked at him as he's walking across in front of the deer, and it huffed at him, and that was my inspiration. It was kind of that night. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, dear, oh, dear, how free you are, but you are bound to a tasteless yard. Though you eat grass green as can be, your stomach may not be as happy as me. You snort your nose and stomp your feet. You look up and our eyes meet. Our consumption habits are not the same. Is it our palate that is to blame? All your feasting adds up to naught as I stand here with my cheesy brat. That is it's pretty, pretty good. phenomenal. <laughs> so Mac reads this to Joe L. Barnes, who has written this like sensational worship song that everybody's singing in a lot of churches. And yeah. and tell us how Joe L. responds. Um, so all I was hoping was like some sort of acknowledgement, like, oh, chuckle maybe, you know, and he yeah. did. So he, he kind of thought that was funny. Uh, and then he looked at me and was like, all right, like, like for real, for real though, you can like think of baby shark kind of thing. He's like, it was just real simple. They made it into a song and had like some animation. Yeah. And they got that YouTube money is what he told me. And so he's like, for this, for the same thing, you can make that a children's book. <laughs> and so that was my affirmation, I guess, to go into child literature. Maybe I don't know like <laughs> what, the, what the thing would be. Listen, I've got a three-year-old at home. You can pretty much put anything on a page with pictures and turn it into a book that parents will buy for their kids. Yeah. That's good. How, how many books do y'all think you own? Oh my gosh, uh, hundreds probably. So you were first introduced to Max Stevens here before yes. he became a world-renowned children's yeah, literature yeah, author. Exactly. I want I want the autographed copy, and I think we could also market this where it, like when you get it in the mail, you also get like a package of brats with it. Yes. Yeah, like we, yes. we need to Oscar to get Meyer Oscar Mayer, Nathan's. Yeah. This and could of course, be a like a lead great deal. Promotional, absolutely, know, course, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Something there. That'd be good. So, Mac, we, we don't really have you on to talk about okay. children's literature or songwriting uh, or even cheesy brats, as great as all three of those things are. Yeah. Um, but you are currently in a process. Um, like we talked about, you graduated May 2021. For the last year, you've been working with us at University of Arkansas BCM, just helping out on campus, doing international ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as we've tried to get you to stay, to hire you to do BCM stuff full time, you said no, because you're going somewhere different. And so tell us about that, and tell us about that process. Uh, just the process itself that I'm in right now? Sure, or, yeah. Yeah, so uh, with the Journeyman, it's an application process. Um, I've heard it can take anywhere from maybe six months to nine months. Um, I'm longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if the reason maybe was a little bit of apathy or anything like that, but uh, that that kind of vision's still there, um, and that, yeah. that desire's still there. Uh, but I've really been glad to, while I'm here, spend my time like wisely, you know, with BCM um, and doing things in that regard with international students still on campus um, at U of A and stuff. So there's kind of this thing of, while I'm still waiting to go, um, whether that's from myself or other things, uh, I've still been able to yeah. serve the Lord in, in different ways. So let's assume the listener you know, they're coming in, probably younger student. Mm-hmm. They don't know what, what's journeyman program. They, they don't necessarily know what journeyman is. So why don't you share a little bit about that and how you came to know about it? Right. So journeyman is a two-year program going overseas. Uh, I think 
like North American Mission Board, they also have one, you know, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. if you stay in North America. Um, but but this is through International Mission Board. Yeah, so this is with yep. the IMB um, journeyman, and then, yeah, it's a two-year overseas program. And I first heard about it through church, maybe. Um, yeah. I went to Walnut Street uh, Baptist Church in Jonesboro when I was at Arkansas State, uh, and then I knew of people that had gone through there, and then I think one or two people just from different churches in the area. And I think BCM was that big connection mm-hmm. point kind of for all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a great plug for if there's any pastors or church leaders listening, like plug journeyman program. I, I don't know when it was officially established, like when the journeyman program started, but oh, decades. I, I feel like whenever I was a student, like that's something I could have been interested in. Yeah. And I didn't even know that that was an option. Sure. Sure. And so Mac, you first hear like, Hey, there's the possibility to go and, and it's a paid position, two mm-hmm. years to, to live with, uh, a missionary community and get to go overseas and do missions for two years. Um, and you first heard about that. What was your initial reaction? Oh yeah, I'm all in for this or, eh, I don't know. So maybe naively, I've kind of thought through stuff um, since then, but I was involved with a lot of, I had a lot of friends from other countries, other places, um, a lot of international friends, I guess at Arkansas State. Mm-hmm. And that there was kind of a draw there of, They've come over here for four years, you know, at, at the least, maybe just one, you know, for, for a time. Uh, four years or even, you know, master's degree, PhD, stuff like that. And for just very secular reasons, I guess. And, like, they're good, right? Education everything, that's really good. But for me, my thought was just why not – why can't I just give up those – I mean, not even give up, I guess. Um, but those two years of going um, overseas and – because my thought was not only that, you know, some of these people had never heard the gospel, but that had they not left the context they were in, maybe they, they would have never heard the gospel wow. kind of thing. And so, yeah, just for me to be able to do that, I guess, on campus and say, hey, I can, I can go. Like, they've come here. I can go um, and, and reach people there. Yeah. Uh, so so the thought. commitment is two years. And, right. of course, you're right now in the application process, probably mm-hmm. a little over three-quarters of the way through. Right. I, I mean, you're pretty close to the opportunity to get to go to selection or that weekend where they kind of take you through the process. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you learned through the process of preparing to go? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I think part of it it's made me slow down. Sure. Um, I think that's that's the the big thing, uh, because I think sometimes like you want to cast a vision and you want it to be good and you want to like it is a fun thing and it's, it should be joyous, but I think you can kind of latch on to to that like oh what's it gonna be like exotic I think sure. is kind of the word that would be good for or good for it um, it's just kind of that it's exotic and that that process kind of has made me slow down and think through you know. What is the work of learning a language? What is the work of, not that I've done that yet, right? But what would it be just like? kind of coming up, yeah. Uh, it's made me slow down and really just think through, like, what is missions? What does it look like? Um, and stuff like that. Yeah, I think a lot of times with missions, we have this picture in our head of, of kind of this amazing, you know, nothing goes wrong, everything's yep. awesome. We go over, we get to help people, everyone comes to Christ. And, and maybe until we go over there we 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 miss some of kind of the 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 hardship the the counting the cost aspect that's definitely worth it like it's worth going but sometimes we can have kind of like that wish dream in our mind of of what we expect versus Mm -hmm. what 
what is actually going to happen. But for you, where did that you know desire for for the nations, that desire for missions, start, and and how have you implemented that here at home? Because some folks are listening, they're they're beginning to think, man, maybe the journeyman's a good good option for me. But some of them are thinking, ah, oh, man, I don't I don't know if I can do that. But what are some ways that that you've been able to reach nations even here in the states? Yeah, I think so. That's really important. Um, of I guess upfront, maybe not even with those international students, but like just anyone in general, like, you know, sharing the gospel, that evangelism kind of thing and making those friendships, but especially with international students. Um, so I guess the last five years, you know, I've been around a college campus. And so it's just very obvious. You meet people in your classes um, yeah. and just around and stuff. Uh, but just kind of having that, that lookout, uh, I'll say, so I grew up uh, in Huntsville. Uh, it's not super diverse or maybe not crazy diverse or maybe just ashamedly I didn't realize, you know, sure. different people um, uh, there just as I was growing up. But when I got to college, the world opened, like it got a lot bigger, uh, I think is kind of how mm. to put it. And from there, right, I think the Lord got a lot bigger from that. And so there was, a, there was like more glory to him in that. Um, but also, again, I just, there was, there was a need there. Um, and I think for me, part of it was almost like a hospitality thing of like, oh, I want to get to know people, right? They're, they're here out of their home, out of their country kind of thing. Uh, and so from that, just inviting them into your life kind of thing and just being friends with them uh, and stuff like that. And through that, you know, sharing the gospel. I don't know if I answered the question. Uh, I just well, kinda, Mac, yeah. I'll tell you one thing about you, though, is is you're such a connector. Like, you're so good at just connecting to folks, like making them feel valued and seen. And and one of the things I've observed you doing is just finding folks that don't naturally have a fit somewhere. Hmm. And that's international students. A lot of times when they come to a foreign country, they're, they're just searching for where they can find community and find a place. And Mac is just really good at seeing them, noticing them, and, and really engaging in that way. Uh, Mac, as you have gone through this journeyman process and, and close, hopefully, prayerfully, of getting placed and, right. and what that would look like, um, there are naturally hesitations that come up, like yeah. times where you're like, I don't know. In fact, if we're really honest, that may have been why it's been a year or so through the process, um, as you've had pauses and you're like, ah, I'm kind of hesitant about this piece. What have been some of the hesitations that have come up that you've had to grapple with as you journey to, to going overseas for a couple of years? Yeah. Um, I think one, maybe not a, a hesitation, but just, I, I think I mentioned this earlier, but apathy in a way of, mm. it is after graduation. And so, you know, people look towards maybe jobs and stuff like sure. that. Um, but for me, I wasn't necessarily looking that way. Uh, and I knew it was a little bit more of a process kind of thing. And so in that time of just kind of, waiting I guess I don't really yeah. know um, of like I knew it would take a little longer than just like applying and like doing stuff um, I kind of just kind of settled into sure. some sort of mode or phase uh, of like I wanted to do it but there wasn't really any practical actions I was taking yeah and so I think just being aware of uh, what does it look like to still be faithful and like walking through that yeah. process kind of no thing. that's a good word yeah. because I think Mac working with students that have uh express desires and calls to go overseas and pursue the Lord in international ministry. There are a couple things that consistently keep people off the mission field. One, 
they graduate college and they get their first job. Hmm. And they're like, oh, man, I would love to go, and, and still I'm going to go, but now I'm making money, and it's hard to give that up. Or have responsibility. Or have responsibility. And then uh, relationships. So folks start dating seriously. It turns into engagement. It turns into marriage. And then all of a sudden it's 10 years, and you've got a couple kids. And so a little easier to go when you're single. Yep. Than and you always you intended you. to go overseas, yep. but you just never did. And so – I, I think what you're talking about, apathy, really sneaks in uh, when you don't recognize it and prohibits obedience from following God, sometimes on his timeline. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, I think that's a good word. Yeah. And so you're moving towards that now. So ha have there been any moments where God has helped you overcome that apathy, or what's been the process of, of you kind of you know, if apathy is like a lethargy or, or kind of being asleep, how has God woken you up to that? Uh, what would you suggest for the person listening? It's like, man, that's me. Like, I've, I've been sitting around waiting. Like, what what would your advice be to them? How do you wake up and, and go? Yeah. So I think two things there. One, as I graduated and I, I moved across state, you know, I guess yeah. not that big, but um, from Jonesboro back to Northwest Arkansas, uh, like where I'd been planted, I guess, for four years, kind of got uprooted and just kind of shifted. And so I wasn't around like a church body anymore um, as much kind of thing. Um, and the connections and stuff I had made in college shifted mm -hmm. uh, and they were four hours away, you know, just physically. And so for me, part of that, like coming back to, I guess, kind of waking up was like really getting in that community again of like, joining a church and stuff like that um, and being proactive in that way uh, because then a lot of people, you know, I guess you're running the race together kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of having that community and like people around you and surrounding you and kind of lifting you up in that and in that regard. Um, another thing would just be, I think also within that community of just like people calling you out. So I guess Ryan, you know, you said, Hey, you're not doing anything. Why don't you come help with BCM? And so for me, that was really did good. I say it, did I say it like that? Did I it sound that mean? I don't know. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't mean, but it was just pretty matter of fact. And so that was Here, good. That I'll, was tell good. You, I'll tell you, Brock, um, Mac had been at his house. Um, he had moved back home for a couple months, and I'd s seen him. I can't remember where I saw you, and you had mentioned to me that you had read through all the Harry Potter books yes. again. <laughs> and I'm again. like, for the first time. Oh, for the first time. Oh, for the yeah. first time. He had read not through all the bad. Harry yeah, Potter books. And so, yeah, he told me this, and I'm like, that's great. And then I thought, man, Mac is an incredible ministry-minded guy. If I could just get him to Fayetteville, he could help so much reach college students. And so I thought, I had lunch with him at Granny's Kitchen. Yep. Uh, or maybe it was breakfast. And I've I said, never even heard of Granny's Kitchen dude, before, but I just Huntsville, Arkansas, Granny's Kitchen. Good display. Incredible. And so I said, hey, bro, while you're in the in-between, like waiting to go overseas, come to Fayetteville, help us reach college students. And he said yes, and it has been such a benefit to our ministry. But how cool is that? Sometimes people are just waiting for an invitation. Mm. Like folks are, are, are there, that they're willing to serve. They just don't necessarily know that there's a need, and they're just waiting for someone to call out what, what God is doing in them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that at my church, just be like, hey, you're not doing anything. Why don't you come <laughs> serve in this ministry? I didn't say it like yeah, that. I don't think so. it was it – was, it wasn't kind of blunt, but it was, yeah, it was yeah, kind of sure. matter of fact so, in a way that sure. caught my attention. That was that was good. Yeah. We've mentioned surrounding ourselves with the right friends, ministry leaders, mentors, mm -hmm. helping us. Uh, where were your parents in this? Because uh, I think for a lot of people, that's a big, big one. That kind of goes back to the need to make money. You know, 
is is that parental influence? How how was that process with your parents? Obviously, you know, you've graduated, whereas some people doing journeyman programs are maybe in their first or second year of college. But what was that relationship like with your parents walking through this journeyman process and any advice that you would give to other students as they navigate that? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. They've been very supportive of like, oh yeah, yeah if you want to do that, you know, go for it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even now I've, I've started to notice they're now kind of some of the ones saying like, hey, when are you going to, Gonna do when's this? it going to happen? Like, yeah. when's it going to play out kind of thing? Um, and that initial process, I just don't really know if I made it known super well, like yeah. to them, like I had that idea and I was kind of walking along sure. in it. Um, and I think more, you know, maybe faithfully or quickly in the beginning. Uh, and so I think they kind of saw that. Um, but there was just kind of a point of, I don't think I really made it known and just kind of hmm. talked with them about that. Uh, of saying, hey, I've kind of stepped back just a little bit from it or, or something like yeah, that. Sure. I, I think, Mac, a couple of things I've observed. It, you mentioned reinserting yourself in the community and how mm-hmm. that, that changes. I think that's a really dangerous thing for a lot of college students, young adults. Like with transition in life, it's really easy to, to just say, okay, I had this great community in high school or college, but now I'm moved. Things are different. You, you have to be really intentionally reinsert yourself, and, yeah. and that provides accountability. That provides structure to your faith. Especially in a post-COVID world. Exactly. We're prone to kind of drawing in anyways. I, I don't know if, if you all have noticed this, but I'm so much more comfortable alone after COVID. I, I think I just got really used to being by myself more. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've become more reclusive. Not that I love it, mm-hmm. but it's just my default. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think those are really pointed things. Mac, tell me this. Um, for every college student or high school student listening to this, why should they consider giving a significant portion yeah. of their lives to go overseas and do missions? One, there's there's a need. Uh, so I think, as I said earlier, and I guess still my mindset with it is had people not left that context, I don't know if they would have heard the gospel. Yeah. Uh, because not everyone has that opportunity, I guess, to go somewhere else kind of thing and, and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, that needs there still to go, right? Um, and we're called to go. Uh, so I think just very upfront, like that would be it. Um, maybe that that was really just my kind of, for me personally, that's my, yeah, what's pushing me forward, I guess. Well, what steps do students need to take in college that would help prepare them in your mind to just, just be ready and willing to, to just take that step of intentionality to go overseas? Yeah, so I think definitely being just faithful in sharing the gospel um, and seeing those opportunities for sure, yep. just where you're at, mm. um, because like that's I don't know, that's just what it means to be a Christian. I yeah, don't know. That's where God's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and so be faithful in that, and then if there's any of those cross-cultural kind of connections you can make, mm. um, and and anything in, in that way, because that kind of sets you up of like, oh, it's, you know, just like, like it, it is a step. So that, I guess that one step closer um, with definitely like talking to other people. So maybe especially people that have gone overseas, whether it be journeymen um, in itself or whether they've been long-term missionaries somewhere. Um, so definitely talking to people like that that can maybe mentor you or even just yeah. speak into, you know, yeah. what does it look like kind of going forward. Um, 
and yeah i think that's that's kind of it really i also know like imb has kind of a process laid out for um different different people and they've got uh, uh there's there's some file i've seen at some point um i'm saying like this is what it looks like freshman year this is what it looks like sophomore year. yeah just yeah. reading yourself and yeah. so they would encourage yeah. hey take international trips as soon as you yes. can get yeah, your passport a, so that you're available yeah. to go um, additionally, not just journeyman. So journeyman is a process whereby students can go for two years after yep. college. So after you have a bachelor's degree, you can go, whether you're married, unmarried, up until you're 30, this is a process for you. But they have a process called hands-on, which is a right. semester-long uh, thing. And so a, a lot of hands-on students wind up becoming journeymen that are two-year, more full-time missionaries career. Um, but also those summer trips, those yep. spring break projects. Lots of summer options. And folks can explore those by going to imb.org, where they have a plethora of opportunities. Aren't there Nehemiah teams, too? There are. Nehemiah yes. teams is a 52-day trip in the middle mm. of the summer um, and tends to happen in kind of Southeast Asia and really, really great projects that we've mm. sent a lot of students to. And also look at what your church is doing. If your church is doing right. international trips, sometimes it's on those international short-term trips that God confirms your heart to go yeah. even longer. So partner up as, as well as reach out to the IMB, but talk to your local pastors, your ch local church leadership, and find out what options there are to, to plug in that way as well. Exactly right. I can remember I was serving at a summer camp, kind of like Mac did for a couple years. So I worked at a summer camp in South Oklahoma, Falls Creek, and it was there. I was 18, my first year out of high school, um, summer out of high school. And at that summer camp, they said, hey, there's this opportunity to spend Christmas in China. And it was my very first international mission opportunity. Um, and I went my freshman year, took Christmas break, and went to China. It changed my world. Mm. I went seven times since then. Uh, and I, I tell you, just going overseas it will open your eyes to what God's doing throughout the, the nations and really just expand your heart for taking the gospel boldly to those that are next door to you. Mm -hmm. It's big. Hey, Mac, thanks you so much for joining us. A final word that you want to leave people with. I, I don't know. When all else fails, know. write poetry? When yeah, maybe fails. that. Maybe that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, Mac, it's been a joy. Thank you for being with us. Uh, this has been Brock Ryan with Lead Defend. And until next time, we'll see you then. That's it for this episode of Lead Defend. To hear more episodes from the Lead Defend crew, visit absc.org slash podcasts. If you liked what you heard, rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening site. Want to learn more information about the next Lead Defend conference? Visit leaddefend.org.